G'day Couch Critics. My name's Sog and I'm joined by Brad once again. Uh, and this episode we're, we're talking about the new uh, A-League fixtures. The first six rounds have been released. A-League season just around the corner. How good is it, Brad? Man, when the draw came out today, it felt like Christmas Eve. Like, like I'm so excited. I can't wait to wake up the next day and realise it's almost two months before the kickoff of the season. But I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty excited. I've already started trying. I've, I think I've already started planning a few games to go with with uh, friends. So I'm pretty excited. Although there was one on uh, the 27th of uh, November when I said to my Central Coast mate, I said, let's go to this game. It's Central Coast v. Wellington. Hopefully it'll be in Gosford. And um, he's like, yeah, no, I'm keen. I said to my wife, I said, I'm going to go to a game on the 27th. He's like, she's like, that's my birthday. I was like, oh, Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I hadn't forgotten birthday. the date. I just it just didn't click with me. I was just like, oh, that's a day that I'm not working that I can go to. I didn't really register what the day was, and I was like, oh, damn. Anyway, so I'm not going to that game. Probably sleeping on the couch tonight for sure. <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, thankfully my wife's birthday's a bit earlier, so no clash with the A League. Excellent. <laughs> uh, there are some fantastic games, kind of. Set for round one, of course, the headline fixture on Saturday night, Western Sydney Wanderers up against Sydney FC at Combank Stadium. Although, did you see Sydney FC actually said it was at Bank West? Whoops, they missed the memo. I mean, <laughs> I mean, do these guys even sponsor with us? We should just call it the Western Sydney Stadium. Yeah, absolutely. call it call it its non sponsorship name. Anyway, yeah, oh, I mean, whatever. Cool. Yeah, I know what they mean. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a fantastic way to start the season with uh, the Channel 10 game, most likely. And then the other yeah. one at the same time, Melbourne Victory and Western United, a bit of a wannabe derby there. I, th- I think, you know, those are two cracking ways to start the season with those. But the Sydney derby is going to be the showpiece event uh, for the weekend. It's the showpiece fixture of our competition and to have it as our main game on the free-to-air for the first time, I think that's going to be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so they've kind of announced that they're moving two games on a Saturday night at the same time, concurrent kickoffs, and they're going to run on Channel 10 a bit of a, a goal rush program where the main game is there, but when things happen in the other game, they'll show clips and, and kind of cut to it, which is just kind of it's a good opportunity for that mainstream audience to get two matches. There's a bit of excitement. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it helps drive people to Paramount Plus. If you're kind of like, oh, well, I want to watch the other one. How do I get that? Well, Paramount Plus is only nine bucks a month. Yeah, I'll jump on that. Uh, I think it's a, a good idea, although it's going to be a hard transition for you know people like me who kind of like to watch every A-League game in a weekend. I, I kind of love sitting there binging uh, all Saturday watching all the games. But I think it's a fantastic opportunity um, for 10 to, to kind of showcase the A-League and, and yeah. what a first match to have. Like, that's that's going to be a banger. Yeah. And I imagine what will happen is that you have the option to watch it like Goal Rush and you have the option to just watch the one game on Channel 10 and the one game on Paramount+. Plus. So you, you won't get spoiled. I do like the Goal Rush. What they, I assume it's something similar to what they do in the Premier League when you're watching on Optus. Uh, that's a really good option um, if you're pretty casual and you're watching it in the background, you know what's going on in both games. But... It's it's different. It's different. I don't uh, think AFL or NRL. I don't think they have simultaneous kickoffs in any game. So this is a very unique thing. I could be wrong about the AFL. Um, someone will probably pick me up in the comments. But yeah, I, I think it's a unique thing and a very 
I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it's uh, received. Yeah, and I mean, there's been a little bit of pushback on it. You know, people saying, you know, we're not quite at that bigger competition. But I think what it does allow as well is you get less games in the heat. So in December, Mm -hmm. that Saturday night, you're not having like a 3 p.m. kickoff of five and then a seven. Actually, you can knock one back to five and it's finishing when it's cool. And then you've got two at seven when the temperature is, you know, good for football. So I think it it has the potential to actually up a bit of the quality and just give, yeah, that summer football a bit of a better feel. Um, you know, summer nights are going to be great. 7.45 kickoff, maybe not the best for families on a Saturday night, but, you know, it's it's going to be good for just your average viewer or attendant to games. So that's really cool. We do have a 6 p.m. game, though, on a Sunday night. I'm definitely not a fan of that. I've The NRL does it as well. I don't like it, especially, I mean, I, it's not a problem for me, but, you know, for families that want to go along and take their kids, I feel like 6 p.m., you know, you get home, the game finishes about 7.30, 8 o'clock, and then depending on where you live, you're not getting home to 9, 10 o'clock on a school night. I, I'm not a big fan of the, the lake, but then I do understand, like we've been talking about, kicking off a bit later, a bit cooler at night. That's probably the upside to it. And people at home watching, but for a yeah. fan's perspective, I'm not a fan of the the 6 p.m. kickoff on a Sunday. Yeah, uh, th- there's kind of plenty of other big fixtures uh, in those opening rounds. Uh, one thing that's interesting is a bit like last season, we're kind of in two regional hubs, so it's New South Wales with Wellington thrown in for the first six rounds, and the rest of Australia kind of doing their thing. Um, which just allows the season to actually kick off. Uh, I think the last thing fans and, you know, the APL wanted was to delay the season anymore because last season that really caused issues, particularly now that we're not stopping for international breaks. Uh, But it it allows the league to start, but then see how COVID and and vaccination rates and, and things like that develop so that, then we can branch into a normal season for the rest of it and, you know, keep some of those fixtures up their sleeve um, mm. later on, which is, which is good. Um, yeah. yeah. I've noticed yeah, they've um, Perth playing at home against Adelaide the first week. I feel like WA, uh, WA's relationships with the rest of the states and territories just up the poo right now. And I feel like South Australia is the only one that actually doesn't have to quarantine. And then mm. Perth's going to be on a, the next three weeks, they're going to play all the Victorian teams. And then the two weeks after that, they're going to be playing Brisbane and they're going to be playing um, Adelaide again in their home ground. So it seems like three weeks in Victoria. Then if there's still COVID issues there, they're going to do then two weeks in those two in Brisbane and Adelaide, which means they return to Perth. They're probably not going to have to quarantine because they haven't been to Victoria in the past 14 days. So um, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that that's how it has to work out. But I guess it's good that they've planned the draw like that because um, of how it's going on in WA. It's not getting it political. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, it's I absolutely it's, ridiculous in WA, but I, I think they've done the draw well. It, it's a smart way to get around that problem. It kind of creates the same thing as last season, potentially for Perth, where they were games behind for a while and then they had this glut of home fixtures which at the back mm. end of a of a season can be a real advantage for a team to to have those consecutive home games particularly if they're building momentum we'll have to wait and see 
how Perth do this season. Of course, uh, some new signings for them. It, it could they're aiming for the top six again, so I think that aids them towards the end. But it's it's a really tough start for them, and we could see them quite a way behind before they really get going this season. Uh, probably the the last kind of interesting thing about these. I mean, I'm sure you've picked out your, your games you want to go to at home, and and you, you've got fixtures that look good but one spicy little detail that's also been part of uh these announcements is some stadium things now the first one less spicy but uh central coast all their games are put down all their home games as to be confirmed Uh, it's not particularly that they're not going to be playing at the central coast stadium it's actually uh, supposedly a few sources on twitter that they are still waiting on the naming rights of the sponsor being updated. And so rather than put Central Coast Stadium, they're waiting for whatever brand stadium to to be announced. So Mm. Central Coast should still be playing on the Central Coast. There's no no revolt happening there. There's no move to Northern Sydney. Um, Watch this space. Who knows? It could be a a late kind of game changer, but that's that's what's going on with their, their games. The other one is Western United, and this is this is kind of exploded today. So, good time to to film. Uh, Western United announced that they'll be playing seven games at Lakeside Stadium, the home of South Melbourne Football Club. Uh, it's it's in you know the south part of Melbourne, um, Lakeside Stadium near Albert Park. It's actually in the middle of the F1 track. Um, mm. So, you know, that's weird. Nomadic club, they've played kind of everywhere in Melbourne already. They're adding South Melbourne to their to their list. And then South Melbourne <laughs> came out and said, nah, not happening. What? <laughs> I mean, when I first saw, like I saw the draw, you know, obviously I checked for the Wanderers and then I see, oh, the Lakeside Stadium. Oh, that's... That's odd. How the hell did uh, that get allowed? But uh, you know what? It's a great venue for football and, you know, it'd be good to see it in the A-League. It'd be a good showcase for the stadium and any potential South Melbourne um, A-League expansion. And it's going to be a great showcase. And um, I, I was more thinking like, this is odd. This is not even in Western Melbourne. This is like central Melbourne, if anything. And, you know, people talking about Melbourne Knights and they made it clear that, you know, there was going to have to be significant upgrades to Knights Stadium if um, they were to play there and, you know, Lakeside Stadium being pretty ready to go already. And I was like, yeah. cool. But, I mean, like, the, the road, what are they calling it? The Travelling Circus or whatever they are. They're still going to play in Launceston, Ballarat and yep. Geelong. Uh, two games each in all those venues as well. But um, then I was like, yeah, no, no, Lakeside will be exciting. But yeah, the, the reaction has been absolutely uh, entertaining, uh, to say the least. It's um, yep. it's been an interesting fallout, um, especially when yes, on yesterday, well Wednesday, we got the news that the the Western United Stadium is finally get, um, the the first steps of it is finally starting next month. They're, they're gonna um, they're gonna turn over some dirt to make an access road for trucks for the future when the planning is actually accepted so i mean that's that's crazy if we just touch on this quickly because 
some Western United fans and and part of their organisation are saying, you know, it's not fair to to have a go at us for not having our stadium, you know, because we've had two COVID years. We said it was going to be ready by now, but look at what's happened in the world. That being said, the way they sold it when they made the bid was the stadium has been approved, the plans are got the tick, we just need the A-League to say, yes, we're in, and then Wyndham City Council's going to, boom, fire it all off. They haven't even actually finished finalising the plans. It hasn't actually been okay that there's actually going to be a stadium there. They're turning over this dirt just in case, you know, for when it gets accepted. And I think that's just a little bit unacceptable. And, you know, we're, we're having this discussion about South Melbourne's home, whether or not you think they should have it or they shouldn't, they wouldn't be in this situation if they actually had what they promised. And they're so far back on what they, what they promised at the start, that's, that's a bit disappointing for A-League fans. Yeah, I mean, when, when they made those promises saying it'll be ready like the day we're getting accepted, I don't think that was that could ever be possible. Like, no way that would have ever been possible. It was a big, big exaggeration. And I think the past few years have had a, a, a gold field of excuses. They could have easily come and said, listen, everything's been delayed because of COVID. And you know what? If they said that, you know, it's understandable. It's COVID. But they never actually played it, yeah. uh, played that card. And, you know, that would have been an easy card to play. Um, you know, had COVID not happened, you know, they probably would have started the stadium already. And, yeah, people saying it's an access road. I'm like, well, a road's not going to be built unless something's going to happen. So there clearly is something going to happen. And they're, they've already, they're, they're saying we're going to build this road in ten, like anticipation for when the, the approvals get done. So they're knowing it's basically approved. Let's just go in and start building the road so we can yeah. start yeah. going once it's done. But, yeah, I understand the um, the grievance of, South Melbourne and the other two Melbourne, the other two Melbourne clubs are pissed off. They're saying, no, bugger off. You're not using Amy stadium. Yeah. That's not what you signed up for. Um, and I get that Melbourne Knights also from what I, I've read a little bit about, they didn't want to share with them because like stuff you, you know, we want to, you know, have aspirations of playing in the A-League as well. And I understand South Melbourne's um, little hissy fit as well. I mean, they were rejected because, you know, yeah, they didn't have the, for, for not having, well, not having the stuff, and Western United got in for saying we'll build the stuff, and they still haven't. And South Melbourne have basically been ready to go for the past three years. Yeah. They had the stadium, they had a location and an area and a community they could represent. So I understand their frustration. Mm. Um, but getting back on the stadium dilemma of South Melbourne West United, at the end of the day, the landlord makes the the decision, and South well, Melbourne. A tenant in the lease. (laughs) Yeah, it depends what's in the lease. And the lease apparently says that um, South Melbourne can veto any football events if they can give a reasonable enough excuse to say, in terms of like a business and a financial thing. And I think from a financial aspect, having an A League game, seven A League games at Lakeside Stadium is a great thing for the tenant, uh, for the landlord. Yeah. Um, And at the end of the day, I mean, the landlord will want that. Why wouldn't the landlord want that? They'd want South Melbourne and seven A League games. They're thinking, how great would that be? yeah, I don't know how it could be veto. I think it, it may be just a, a great little marketing ploy by South Melbourne. Look at what we got. Look at how good it is for football. Uh, look at the rivalry we're building with Western. And, hey, let's, let's get this going. They, they might just be kind of angling for, for something there. So I, I, think it's, I think it's interesting. Yeah, 
I don't think it would have been announced if it wasn't all going to go through. So it'll be interesting to watch this development in the next couple of days. But I think we should probably wrap up our chat about the opening fixtures. Let us know down in the comments which game you're most excited to, which game you're going to going to go to, and um, yeah, what do you think? Should Western United be allowed to play at Lakeside Stadium? Let us know all of that in the comments. Make sure to leave a like if you've enjoyed this video and share it with your friends. Uh, we're so close to 300 subscribers, so make sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And there's... Yeah, it'd be really great. Oh, I was just going to say it'd be really great if we could push for those 300 subscribers before the start of the A-League season. Absolutely. I'm in the middle of November. That's still two months, so it's still plenty of time for us to crack the 300. We're so thankful for everyone who does leave likes and comments and watches our videos. There's plenty more to come in the next few weeks before the season kicks off. We're bloody excited. Hope you are too. We'll catch you next time.